I've heard there are worlds without magic, where the only person the thing has to fear in the dark is another person. This is not that world. Humans are crazy true, but add in the vampires, the werewolves, fairies, and so many other things that go bump in the night, and you've walked into my world. The world of Tamlin Lostfinder, Private Eye. Tamlin, P.I., not your mother's private eye. You'd think it's cliche, but I'm here to tell you it ain't. I was sitting in my drafty office, soon to be evicted, and drowning my sorrows in the last cup of gin I could afford. No one hired private detectives these days. Perhaps no one was cheating on their wives or partners. Maybe all the murderers had left town for greener pastures. Perhaps no one was backstabbing their friends to find some strange and useless statue of birds. Great for society, not so great for business. Or maybe it really was just me. I took the last sip of the cheap gin and contemplated eating a bullet. Then, just as if the story were already written, he walked in. I'm looking for a tea lost finder. You're looking at her. Her? Yes, her. The name on the door? Tea lost finder PI? That's me. Tamlin PI. Is there a problem? No, no problem. I thought you'd be bigger. Well, what can I do for you? I need to retain your services. My fiancé was kidnapped sometime within the last 12 hours. I guess there's no beating around the bush with you. What happened? Well, I put her in the cab early this morning. It was raining. You know, what kind of rain? He could have read me the wizard's almanac or the mini-computer instruction manual and I wouldn't have heard a word. His voice was as sweet as cream and slick as butter. Watching his lips, I wondered what it would be like to grab him by the front of his expensive Italian suit and lay one on him, but I didn't know. Miss Lostfinder, about my fiancé? Oops. I'm sorry, you saw her getting into a cab. Yes, that is what I said. Start again, please. Your full name, the reason you've come here, that'll help us both. Or so I hoped. I'm Doyle Hammond. He paused, hoping for effect. He got it. Hammond, as in Hammond's Wizardry, the largest retailer of everything from a personal blessed book of shadows to crystal balls, Hammond's sorcery for hire, Hammond's electronics and computer, and the list went on. I hoped I wasn't staring. Slumming? If you'd like to put it that way, yes. Now listen, Mr. Hammond, if you're going to talk to me that way, I don't need... Yes, I do! (sighs) Again, Mr. Hammond, what do you need? He looked at me, his eyes desperate. Whatever it was, he felt he had nowhere else he could go. Which of us did that make look bad? I apologize, Miss Lostfinder. I was agitated that you hadn't been listening to me earlier. For now, hopefully, we're even. 
Things were going well between my fiancé and I. We dated for a while, then last week I proposed. She said yes, took the ring, and we'd started in on wedding plans. You know, what flowers and where to have the service. Traditional flowers with those new half-floating, half-drooping kind Just of... Just like my eyelids. Dog ears. This was starting to bore me. Then early this morning, I said goodbye and watched Gloriana ride off. Whoa, 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 wait. Gloriana as in Gloriana Vickle? The mayor's daughter? One and the same. It really isn't a common name, I suppose. Hmm. So your girl took off and you want me to find her. How do I know she just didn't get bored and take off with someone else? Because we got this by special courier around noon. The kind that doesn't leave a trail. If you want to see your babe alive again, we'd like five million dollars and don't go to the police or the local residry branch. We'll know and do worse. If we don't have it in 48 hours' time. That was a new one on me. Though they asked for money, they didn't give much time. It was as though they didn't really expect to get it or to keep Miss Bickle alive. Either way, it wasn't a good sign. He doesn't want publicity. Hmm. Well, what makes you think they're serious? They had this as well. I take it that's the engagement ring you gave her? Yes. And that's the finger you put it on? Manicure and all. Though he didn't seem too broken up to be holding his beloved's finger, it gave me the creeps. Maybe he just wasn't the type to show his emotions. I can't believe that I'm about to say this. But have you talked to the police? Usually ransom cases like this pull in the big guns. The FBI, the Magic Bureau of Investigations, the MBI, etc. What makes you want to use an unknown PI like me? You said it yourself. She's the mayor's daughter. Mr. Vickle wouldn't talk to me. But it was obvious. He doesn't want publicity. Well, the mayor certainly gets the Father of the Year award. Sheesh. Well, I guess it's just you and me. Has anybody been harassing her? Or you, Mr. Hammond? Does anyone else know of the impending nuptials and want it stopped? No one knew of the engagement. Vicky wanted it that way. She said, just a little longer. So it'd be a great surprise to her family. And there's always the harassment, you know, from the tabloids and the regular journalists. But never anything serious. Any hate mail? Something I could look at? Always. How many do you want? After all... I am the most sought-after bachelor, especially with my wealth. I was beginning to see why someone would blackmail him. He was nice to look at, but I was pretty sure I'd want to run away after a few hours in his company. His attitude could be due to the circumstances. For me, the jury was still out. Thousand dollars a day plus expenses. Maybe I was a sucker, but it was more than needing the money. Now... There was a naive rich girl out there missing a finger. You wouldn't know it to look at me, but even I have a heart. You have a lot of gall asking for that much. Mr. Hammond, you didn't go to the cheapest P.I. in the city. You didn't go to the cops, who should have been free. Though if you really want good service, but I digress. You came to me. I may have an office on Skid Row, but that doesn't mean that I'm not the best. You could always go to one of those hot shots of town. Of course, they'd bragged every news outlet and magic ball that you're a client within five minutes of stepping inside their door. 
You're right. Please find her. I've got flaws, Miss Lostfinder. More than most will ever know. But I love Vicky with all that I am. The idea that she's out there, scared, possibly hurt, or... Well, it just brings out the worst in me. I need her, Miss Lostfinder. I see that, Mr. Hammond. I'll do what I can. I should have known better than to take this job, but what choice did I have? It smelled as bad as wet werewolf, and believe me, that's bad. Who's kidnapping dames right now out of caps? Or did Miss Vickle pay for that extra ride out of Doyle's life? It just didn't make sense. Miss Vickle was about to marry the richest guy in this part of the world. Someone wasn't being straight. I just wasn't sure who that someone was. I started at the first place I could think of, the Hammond Mansion. I thought to retrace Gloriana's steps, well, tire tracks, and when better than during a dark and stormy night. Need a ride, miss? No one should be out in this storm. No, where the heck did you come from? I didn't hear an engine. Oh no, miss. I use brownie power. They enjoy having a warm place to stay and food. In return, I run one of the quietest cabs in the city. Interesting. Could it be that this is the very cab that picked up Miss Vickles? And really, were Brownies happy running a cab? I was going to get an answer to one of those questions tonight. Cabby, were you here last night? Did you pick up a pretty young woman? You've probably seen her on the vids or hologram. Gloriana Vickle. Well, now, that depends, miss, on who's doing the asking. Of course. A bribe. Why is it always a bribe? Are there really no more stand-up citizens that just want to help? Myself and Andrew Jackson. I'm sure you have it in you to answer one of us. Answer first, then Mr. Jackson. <laughs> Any way you like, miss. Since you asked so nicely, yes, I picked up Miss Vicky here last night. Nice lass she was, too. In a hurry, though. I always ride this area, miss. Everyone knows it's my territory. That I believe. Now, this question is for the money. Did you drop her off safe and sound? I knew it was a stupid question. The cabbie wasn't going to tell me a thing. Or at least not give it all to me. But I had to cover all my bases. Of course I did, miss. What kind of cabbie do you think I am? I didn't answer that particular question. Would you be willing to take me where you took Miss Bickle last night? I'll pay you double. After all, it wasn't my money I was spending. Of course, miss. I got in knowing I could be heading toward certain doom, but I didn't think so. This cabbie had that feel, you know, when someone's just doing their job. Oh, I'm truly sorry, miss. You should have stayed away. I was so wrong. Oh, dang.
couldn't believe I'd fallen for it. The general magical Mickey in the backseat ruse. The oldest trick in the book. Well, in someone's book. Waking up was worse, though. Being knocked out doesn't hurt. It's the mind-splitting migraine when you come to that really reminds you that perhaps your dad's suggestion that you should be a high school English teacher might have hurt less. But who's to say? It wouldn't change the fact that I'm tied to a chair now, somewhere dark and cold that smells of cheap hooch. Why couldn't they ever take you someplace warm? Maybe with some easy listening music and donut holes. Miss Lostfinder, your reputation preceded you. I thought you'd be bigger. I hear that a lot. I take it you, being Miss Gloriana Vickles, really weren't kidnapped. You really are a private detective. What was your first clue? <laughs> so, should I pull up a chair, tell you my whole plan, and then leave you alone, giving you a chance to escape? Well, that'd be nice. She hit me with her left hand, and I noticed something significant. Is it just me? Or do you have a ring finger on your left hand? Astute, really. What is that boring, always business-like jerk of my ex-fiancé paying you? I'd be willing to consider doubling it, if you help me collect my ransom. Wait, you ransomed yourself? Where have you been, Tamlin? You don't mind if I call you Tamlin, right? Did I hit you too hard? Just getting the story straight, you know, the plan. Doyle is a rube. He can be a good guy, but he's got no... spark. No spark? She was right about that. Doyle was a three-alarm fire. Besides, he isn't really my type. I couldn't help but notice she was stroking my hair. Now, I'm not claiming to be psychic, at least not today, but uh, I was quickly getting the feeling girls were more her thing. What's in it for me? I really wasn't interested in her. There were three very specific things about her that weren't my type. However, I had an idea that it would help me to play along. Several different things. Again, double your fee, and... If you're not into girls, maybe this will do it for you. I admit, I didn't see that coming. I'm still Gloriana. I'm also Robert. I am what they've termed a complete technical hermaphrodite, with the ability to choose as I wish. I never told Doyle, as I really have no intention of marrying him. Why not? My father, Mayor Vickles. Once he found out that I wasn't normal, he disowned me. No money, no home, no anything. But the change hit me well after puberty, and by then I learned to love the high life. Parties, rich food, drink, jewelry, all of it. Even the paparazzi didn't bother me until the day they got a crotch shot by mistake. My father bought the film and its negatives. Daddy burned them and then threw me away with the ashes. Can you believe it? His own daughter! There was only one way he'd let me back into the family. Daddy said if I got married to a respectable man, 
and never changed or brought it up again, he'd forgive me. The bastard! He didn't understand that I can't just be one or the other! I'm both, and couldn't stop the changes if I wanted to, which I did not. Oh, I... I can understand that. How? How can you understand that? Do you change into something we don't know about? Well, uh, a couple days every month, I'm told I resemble Nagris. Cute, if you buy it. So, will you help me? I don't belong with Doyle, and I just need money to get away from it all. Which would make a great argument if hearts and heads weren't getting broken in the process. Not to forget, someone out there is missing a left ring finger. Of course I will. He's paying me $5,000 a day plus expenses. Then I'll give you 10000 He, she, he walked around behind me and untied my hands. I thought about trying hand in hand, but my head was splitting and hitting someone while dizzy usually backfires. Besides, I had a better chance of helping my real employer if I played along. After all, the sucker is born every minute. What is it I can do? Tell him you found me, but couldn't get in to save me. That there was a big, burly man guarding me. It wouldn't be a total lie, in case a truthfinder was to ask. Huh, I can do that. But I'll need half up front. I need to see a healer. Doyle won't believe I got these bruises and a concussion just tripping over my own feet. Hmm, you have a good point. Thank you. I'll leave a bruise and let him know that your guards found me out, and once I was found out, they decided it'd be funny if I played Bagman and that I had to come alone. Perhaps you are worth the money after all. Tell Doyle that you have to take the ransom to the walking bridge over the Black River. Then I'll meet you there tomorrow at midnight. You'll get the rest of your money then. And perhaps a bit more. But remember, it's our little secret. I took a quick detour to Madame Meline. She was a longtime personal friend. Meline was blind, but that didn't stop her. She ran bell, book, and candles one-handed. With the other hand, she was often catching me up. I can't remember when we met. She was just always there. Every time I went in hurt, I knew it caused her stress. But I had no choice, as the bruises on my arms and face stung in the cold wind, and a hospital would ask questions especially about this light concussion. And I really hate to say it, she could help in other ways, like cooling my anger, at least enough so that I could access it later. Welcome to my Emporium. If you need it, I either carry it or can get it. Healing, palm reading, Luck charms, love charms. Tam? How do you always know? You can't see me. Not with the two eyes I was born with. My third eye, however, is wide open. Yeah, right. 
You never believe me, yet you always ask. You're hurt. Ouch! What did you get into this time? As she talked, she held her hands above my face. It was always warm, nearly to the point of hot and burning. Yet when she moved her hands away, the pain was gone. It worked every time. There. Now, as always, be gone. You keep customers from my place. Yeah. Well, thanks. She might have been right. I never saw a customer in her shop. Yet she never asked for payment. And though I used to offer, I quit after a while. Strangely, you can't force people to take money. As usual, it was dark and stormy. And time to head back to the office. What happened to you? You may want to sit down. They're the magic words. The ones that mean... You're not gonna like what I have to say. He was right. How did you tell a man that the woman he loved was also a man? And that woman slash man had no desire to marry him? In my line of work, one thing is clear. The world is cruel. No, scratch that. The world just is. People are cruel. I explained it as quickly and concisely as I could. Just like pulling off a bandage. Gloriana never wanted to marry me? But we had plans, and even talked about children. You... you can't be right. What about the finger? She... he... didn't want you, just your money. And now Gloriana slash Robert expects me to deliver the ransom at midnight tonight on the bridge over the Black River. She's got a thing for the dramatic. I don't have an answer for the finger. She had all ten when she was slapping me. No matter what, Mr. Hammond, you can't just let her walk away. You think? That colorful piece of pig's excrement. She's nothing more than awful. Left out in the sun, dried, and then stepped on by horses. Hey! No reason to break up my office. Not only did I not cause this, I've already been through far more than your thousand dollars was worth. Knocked out, beat up, and hit on. She hit on you? No, it was... Yes, she hit on me. She has no shame. That's quite true. What do we do? Are you serious? We set her up. As far as Gloriana knows, I'm getting the ransom for her just as she asked. You'd actually take money to her? After all of this? No. We fill a bag with paper. I go to meet her on the bridge at midnight. You meet us there. Either with your private guard or the police. Damn. I'd better use private guard. No matter what else she is, she is the mayor's daughter. Uh, son. Uh, son. Daughter. Kid. And the police work for the mayor. You're right. I'll meet you there. Don't be late. After all this? Not a chance. Gloriana may have been right. Doyle did seem to be a bit of a rube, a maroon if you will. At the same time, he had been kicked in the heart, which does strange things to a man. Did I feel sorry for him? Yes. 
Was that going to affect my work? No. A job's a job, and I needed the cash, but maybe it was making him into a different man. After he left, I got the bag ready and hoped that this wasn't going to be the cliched cross, double, cross, triple cross. I didn't think it was, as Doyle had real hurt in his eyes. However, it never hurt to be cautious. I grabbed my wrist sheaths and daggers, plus a small caliber pistol that fit seamlessly down the back of my jeans. Not the best place for a firearm, but hidden was better than safe. I still didn't trust lasers. I'm a purist when it comes to weapons, hats, and leather trench coats. was outside. Now, I was angry. The bastard gassed me and got me hurt. I couldn't let that pass. Just my frickin' luck. I found the little creep and he's dead. Nothing I could do would get any of my own yet, as Cabby John was past caring. There were two obvious wounds, but I figured it had to be the gash in his skull that caused the early dirt nap his missing left ring finger wasn't fatal. Sadly, it was obvious. If I had to guess, Gloriana was the cause of this. She was more dangerous than I'd given her credit for. Made me feel all warm and fuzzy that I'd grabbed my gun. I wasn't giving her the chance to do the same to me. She was there, standing in the only pale pool of light in the middle of the bridge. The other lights had to be out, but it certainly set the scene. The dress was emerald green silk, her hair perfect. She looked like she was waiting for a lover. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, Miss Lostfinder, I knew you wouldn't disappoint me. I'm just like you, in it for the money. Are you alone? 
What? Don't you trust me? Is hell no too strong of an answer? What could little old me do? Ask Cabby John. <gasps> you found him then. He was my gift to you. Gift? I knew you were upset with his earlier treatment of you. I thought to earn your trust if I killed him for you. How thoughtful of you. What of the brownies? The who? Never mind. Hope you never find out. The fact that she was a hermaphrodite wasn't her problem. No, Gloriana's problem was that she was completely off her nut. Crazy as a sewer rat. And that was putting it nicely. Do you have the money? Of course. Bring it to me, please. I think not. Tell you what, I'll toss it to you. <sighs> fine, fine. <laughs> You'd make a terrible ball player. And there goes my dreams of the majors. What is this? It's what you deserve. I used old catalogs. I figured you'd know what to do with them. Where in the Nine Hills was Doyle? This was turning bad fast. I should have known better. You're a goody-goody no matter your reputation. Oh, well, doesn't matter. You won't be much of anything after this. You don't want to do that. I reached for the gun knowing I'd never get it in time. Why didn't I realize she was armed? Stupid rookie move. The first double cross-cross. Hopefully not a fatal one. Say goodbye, Tamlin! Ugh! Damn, she hit my firing arm. I wasn't going to be able to get my gun in time. What in the nine hells? Doyle! Gloriana, how could you? Doyle, you're so stupid. I played you from day one, taking you for jewelry, money, anything I could get. And when it came down to marriage, I knew I had to leave. You're boring. And now, you're dead. Doyle, watch out! She's got a gun! I, 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 I had to, Mr. Hammond. I, I, I had no choice, man. Of course you didn't. Doyle. Tam, you're bleeding. You have the cutest deep blue eyes. I mean, you're a dream. Oh. She's lost a lot of blood. Guards, pick her up and help me get her to the hospital. I never mentioned what she said. Said what, sir? Exactly. What? Ow! <sighs> Sometimes I think I can hear something rattle when I hit ya. Just help me pick her up, will ya? Of course. Did you hear a rattle? <laughs> Let's go. Oh, and if she dies, you're next. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I didn't die. I'm not quite sure where they took me as I wasn't conscious at the time. When I did come to, I was back in my office. My arm was bandaged, but it didn't hurt. 
That meant whatever was done was pricey, and I wasn't going to argue it. I was paid up on the rent, and I had some money left over this time. Well, you might as well just come on in. Thanks, I will. I wanted to check in on you. I'm doing okay. Won't be doing the backstroke anytime soon, but it's healing, and there isn't any major scar tissue. I guess I owe you one. I'd say we're even. If nothing else, you saved me from stupidity. I would have paid the ransom and waited at home for her to come. And she never would have. No, you're right. You wouldn't have seen her again. So, like I said, we're even. The guard never found the body, but the river was high from the rain the day before. You might want to watch your back, just in case. If I need anyone to watch my back, I'll just hire you again. You could do that too. Good luck, Mr. Hammond. Same to you, Miss Lossfinder. And that was it. He walked out of my life with a click of the door. I had a feeling I'd said something I shouldn't have, but couldn't put a finger on it. No pun intended. I sat at my desk, trying to decide if I wanted to finish the gin I'd started a few days before, or contemplate Hammond. There was something about him, but what? Maybe it didn't matter. The rich and the working poor hardly ever mingle, unless the rich need help. And when they do, they know who to call. Tamlin Lossfinder, P.I. Yeah? I'm Tamlin Lossfinder. Who's this? Miss Regina Mason of the First Hill Masons? You've had a necklace stolen? Mm-hmm. Well, you've called the right person. You've been listening to Tamlin P.I., Episode 1, Never Judge a Book by a Severed Finger. Written and created by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Produced, directed, and post-produced by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Our cast consists of M.J. Cogburn as Tamlin Lostfinder, Jules Ismail as Doyle Hammond, Melissa D. Johnson as Gloriana Robert, Captain John Tatterzak as Cabby John, Bill Holwig as Guard 1, James Leeper as Guard 2, and Cookie Coletti as Madame Mayoline. And I'm Chris Gumprich. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music, and other Podsafe areas for sound effects. This has been a production of Imagination Lane 2008.